Hi, everybody. Welcome to my fifth podcast on my Gridiron Guru series called The Fallout That Nobody Could Have Predicted Would Ever Happen. This is about Antonio Brown going from a 6th round 195th pick in 2010 to a dominant, beloved football player in Pittsburgh to having arguably one of the ugliest divorces in NFL history to now being on the Raiders. Antonio Brown entered the 2010 NFL draft coming out of a college that hasn't been known to produce a lot of stars, Central Michigan. He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team coming off a Super Bowl hangover season. They had won Super Bowl 43 in 2009, failed to make the playoffs in 2009-10 with an 8-8 record. Expectations weren't that high for him, considering he was a sixth-round pick. In 2010, Antonio Brown didn't do much throughout the year, stats-wise. He only had 16 receptions, 167 yards, in nine games. If he had any role in 2010, it was probably being a return specialist. The 2010 Steelers ended up reaching the Super Bowl, where they lost to the Green Bay Packers 31-25. In 2011, with Antoine Randall gone, he was battling to be third on the depth chart behind starters Heinz Ward and Mike Wallace. He had a surprisingly solid year. He only started three games out of 16. He had 69 receptions, 1,108 yards, and only two touchdowns. His best game was in Week 14, hosting the Cleveland Browns on a Thursday night game. He had five catches, 151 yards, one touchdown, which was a 79-yard touchdown, in which they went 14-3. He was still primarily the kick return with 737 kick return yards and 325 punt return yards. He did get voted to the Pro Bowl, though, but as a kick returner. In July 2012, Antonio Brown was handed a five-year, $42.5 million extension. 2012, however, he wasn't very good. He started 10 games and 13 games played. In a week nine game out the Giants, he suffered a high angle sprain and missed three games. He didn't have any 100-plus games. He had 66 receptions, 787 yards, and five touchdowns, but stats-wise, that's okay. I mean, there have been a lot worse regressions than that. With Mike Wallace leaving... To sign with the Dolphins on a five-year contract, 2013 was the year that Antonio Brown showed he was one of the best. He became the starring receiver along with fellow 2010 wide receiver draft pick Emmanuel Sanders, now on the Denver Broncos. Antonio Brown showed he was one of the best starting week three hosting the Chicago Bears on a Sunday night. Even though they lost 40-23, to A.B. managed to put up a great game highlighted by a one-handed touchdown catch. He finished that game with nine catches, 196 yards, and two touchdowns. He was consistent for the most part after that. His worst game of the season was 50 yards, which came against the Ravens, who usually always have a good defense. So that's how good A.B. was. Week 7, in case you were wondering what game it was. Antonio Brown had five 100-plus games on the year and finished with 110 receptions, 1,499 yards, and eight touchdowns. That was good enough for second in receiving yards behind future Patriot, back then Cleveland Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon, who had 1,646 yards in only 14 games played. I want Josh Gordon to stay for my beloved Patriots. Screw you, Roger Goodell. Nobody wants you in this league anymore, jackass. It's quite surprising how all this Antonio Brown did somehow wasn't enough to help the Steelers reach the playoffs. They were a mess from the start. They started 0-4, but they got their form back and finished 8-8. They could have done damage in the playoffs. You never know. 2014, he was once again one of the best. Given that AB is a controversial player, this is kind of where it started. In week one, hosting the Cleveland Browns, Antonio Brown kicked former punter Spencer Lanning while trying to hurdle him. Spencer Lanning was kicked in the face and was fined in return. AB was. A fine that actually made sense. Beware, listeners. I'm going to be dissing Roger Goodell in a lot, if not all my podcasts. So don't be shocked if I throw a diss in there. AB, the regular season, he had eight 100-plus games. His worst game was eight catches, 74 yards, two lost fumbles, at the, and a Week 10 loss at the Jets. Even though he did have 72 yards in another game, which we'd think would be the worst, he had a touchdown to go with along with seven catches. So stats-wise, his worst game was eight catches, 74 yards, two lost fumbles. That proves how consistent he was. Overall, he had 129 receptions, 1,698 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Again, a six-round pick doing that keeps getting better every year. He helped the Steelers along with Jackass Le'Veon Bell win the division. However, they got eliminated in the wild card game to the Baltimore Ravens, who then lost to our beloved Patriots who went on to the Super Bowl. Good times. In 2015, Antonio Brown put up again a more than amazing season. He had, this time, 136 receptions, 
1,834 yards, 10 touchdowns. He had nine 100 plus games. He could very well have had the single season receptions record, currently held by former wide receiver Marvin Harrison, who had 143 back in 2002. And also could have had the single season receiving yards record, currently held by former wide receiver Calvin Johnson, who had 1,964 yards in 2012. Antonio Brown's best game in 2015 was in Week 9 against the Oakland Raiders when he had an amazing 17 catches, 284 yards, and one lost fumble, which came on a muffed punt. He also had two carries, 22 yards to go with it. It is true that the Raiders, however, do and still have a god-awful defense, but then again, maybe the last time they actually had a good defense, like 2006, 13 years ago almost. Anyways... The reason I say it could have been both records I mentioned above was because despite his amazing season, he had a string of really off games from week four to six. In week three, at the back of the name St. Louis Rams, Ben Roethlisberger suffered a sprained MCL and bone bruise. He had to miss weeks four through seven. As a result, Michael Vick, another backup, Landry Jones had to fill in going two and two. Week four, Antonio Brown had five catches, 42 yards. Week five, Antonio Brown had three catches, 45 yards. Week six, he had three catches, 24 yards. If Ben Roethlisberger plays those games... Antonio Brown probably sets both records I mentioned earlier. The Steelers barely made the playoffs in kind of lucky fashion. Most of all fans remember the ending of the wild card game at the Bengals when Vontez Burfecht, one of the dirtiest players, regarded to be, now in the Raiders ironically, concussed Antonio Brown into the whole Adam Pacman Jones unsportsmanlike conduct nonsense. It really is fair to wonder what could have been had AB been able to play against arguably one of the best defenses who he burned a couple weeks earlier. The Broncos, I'm talking about. There's a lot of what-ifs with the Steelers-Bengals wildcard game. What if the penalty doesn't occur? Lots to talk about. Who knows what could have happened. In week 13, to go back weeks, hosting the Colts on Sunday night in which the Steelers blew them out. After celebrating a punt return touchdown, he hugged the goalpost in celebration once he got into the end zone. As expected, he was fined. I can still understand why, like, harming a goalpost. Again, Roger Goodell, screw you. 2016, he... Already had controversy. In week one, in a blowout win on Monday night at the Redskins, he was fined a combined $51,191 wearing baby blue cleats that violated the NFL's annoying uniform policy. Then, while solving a touchdown, he did, of all things, twerk. Too sexual, I know. He did another, quote, sexual celebration in week four and another blowout win hosting the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. He was fined $24,309. As a Patriots fan, again, screw Roger Goodell. Maybe wasn't as great in 2016. He only had... 106 receptions, 1,234 yards, and didn't play in Week 17 since it was a rest day. All things considered, it's still a good year in general. He finished fifth in receiving yards, so. More controversy came when after defeating the KC Chiefs and the time changed to the divisional game at Kansas City, he was shown live-streaming the locker room celebration on Facebook, particularly Mike Tomlin's speech in which he badmouthed my beloved Patriots. It's a really weird story. There's a lot to it, so I'm not going to go full into detail. There's a lot to talk about with this story. They lost to the Patriots 36-17 in the AFC Championship game, who then overcame a 23 lead to win the Super Bowl good times. In February 2017, he signed an extension that made him the highest paid wide receiver. 2017, same as 2014, he led the NFL in receiving yards with 1,533. To go along with that, 101 receptions and nine touchdowns. He had in only 14 games, eight 100 plus games. Of those 100 plus, five of those 100 plus games were 150 plus games. He was known for a one-handed catch in the end zone against the Titans in week 11 on a Thursday night game. The following Sunday night in week 12, he made one or two sideline catches against the Packers. He was showing he was still one of the best. In a week 15 game against the Patriots, while trying to catch a touchdown, he was injured in the end zone was down for several minutes. Turned out the diagnosis was a torn calf muscle, so he had to miss the rest of the regular season. The New England Patriots ultimately won that game. Then in a stunning upset, the Steelers lost to the Jaguars in the UFC Divisional Round. 45-42 in which Antonio Brown... Had a great game. Seven catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Coming back from an injury, that's amazing. Again, there was some drama during the season. After the Ravens in week four, Ben Roethlisberger threw an incompletion to Jack Castellavion Bell. Antonio Brown was wide open, and Roethlisberger didn't throw him the ball. So in anger, he threw a cooler on the sideline, being a hothead, basically. 
Maybe he's so passionate, that's why. People can get emotional sometimes. Could be similar to OBJ like I did last time. 2018 was pretty much the year that Antonio Brown's behavior problems reached a boiling point. The whole Le'Veon Bell contract nonsense wasn't helping. There were rumors going on in October 2018 that Antonio Brown tossed furniture from a South Florida apartment balcony. Antonio Brown was born in Miami for you people wondering why he was there. He nearly killed a 22-month-old toddler. It reportedly occurred back in April 2018. What made the relationship so bad was in September 2018, after a week two loss to the Chiefs, in response to a tweet that was trying to say Roethlisberger is the reason for his success, AB tweeted, quote, trade me, let's find out. This wasn't helping whatsoever. It seemed like a distraction, it felt like. Even though they started 1-2-1, they were heading into week 12 at the Denver Broncos with a 7-2-1 record, but lost their next two games in the dumbest way possible. The Broncos lost turnovers, missed opportunities. Week 13, hosting the Chargers, bad defense, really bad officiating. Raiders lost week 14. I don't know how to explain that, even though Roethlisberger was forced out of the game for a little bit. Here's when things really went downhill. They beat my beloved Patriots in week 15. Sad, but Patriots won the Super Bowl, so can't complain. In another poorly officiated loss at the Saints in week 16, AB still put up a great game. 14 receptions, 185 yards, two touchdowns, and again had a sideline catch. He mysteriously in a must-win game hosting the Bengals week 17 and wasn't able to play. He reportedly was dealing with a knee problem. The Steelers did win, but they failed to make the playoffs because the Ravens beat the Browns. Wow, the Steelers failed to make the playoffs. Who could have guessed this was going to happen? In 15 games, he had 104 receptions, 1,297 yards, and 15 touchdowns, but it was the Ravens who made the playoffs, not the Steelers. It turns out he wasn't injured. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he reportedly skipped team meetings and sat out practices. Nobody could have guessed this would happen. A feel-good story sixth-round pick turns into one of the best wide receivers, and even sometimes a goofy, funny guy, to now one of the most controversial players who could possibly leave Pittsburgh. Random reports came out ranging from NFL Network, CBS Sports, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, ESPN, among other things, about negative news or wanting to be traded. What made the relationship more sour was after his deactivation. The Steelers just never talked to AB after that. Again, where did I get all these news? Roto World. You can just look at old and current news if you look it up on the search bar, Antonio Brown. Even former wide receiver star Terrell Owens confirmed AB wants out of Pittsburgh. At this point, it was anybody's guess whether he would be traded or not. If AB were to have been traded, the leading candidate to land him was the San Francisco 49ers. Antonio Brown also followed the 49ers' social media. Even star tight end George Kittle tried recruiting AB on Twitter. I think it started like more players tried to recruit him or just George Kittle, I don't know. It seemed at first it was inevitable AB was headed to the Bay Area, but then more AB's nonsense occurred. In February, TMZ Sports reported AB gone to a domestic dispute back in January. It was just strange. Nobody could have guessed something this ugly was going to happen. It doesn't end here. Then February 12th, he has to do reckless driving. Ben later tweeted, in quote, time to move on and forward. A CBS Sports employee then reported the Steelers are not willing to trade AB to either my beloved Patriots or an AFC North team. As a Patriots fan, like the last podcast, I'm going to say my opinions. In this AB case, I can understand why the Steelers wouldn't let AB go to my beloved Patriots. Over the course of the next week, it was anybody's guess who was going to land him. Certain teams were either interested or not interested, as if they dropped out of the contest. On late night, March 7th, AB at first, the Steelers are, quote, according to NFL Network, closing in on a deal to trade AB to the Bills. Adam Schefter reported that the trade wasn't going to happen. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported the reason the trade fell through and didn't work was because AB didn't want to go to Buffalo. Then his Anakin-like attitude continued. He wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver, which was, at the time, coincidentally, my last podcast topic, OBJ, which is now Michael Thomas with the contract he got two weeks ago. A CBS Sports employee reported the two most closely linked teams were the Ravens and the Eagles. That same reporter also reported that AB wants 18 to 20 million on a new deal. March 9th, he was traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Seems like a bad package, right? He also got paid a new deal to go with the trade. Then he recently got on his dumb nonsense by dealing with a thrust-bitten foot from cryotherapy in France without correct footwear. I don't even know what this cryotherapy is. Really weird. 
Now on to the most recent dumb thing AB has done. He was considering retiring over the helmet rule and how AB can't use his old helmet. I don't understand this old helmet thing. Again, can you name me a time other than flexible scheduling that the NFL did something right since that Jack Ascadell took over? Moron, he is. I don't even know what he means by quote old helmet. He also on Sunday said he is going to hold NFL liable if he gets a head injury in the new helmets. He even said in April he didn't want to start controversy on social media. And look what he did. He starts controversy. He proved he was a liar. Also, the lawsuit related to the furniture thrown off balcony at Toddler's story was settled in April. See, all this I talked about, and now AB is no longer in Pittsburgh. What made this divorce really ugly was the way they also divorced Jack S. Le'Veon Bell. The Killer Bees era, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Tony Brown, two of them gone. It's just Ben Roethlisberger now. What are my thoughts on this crazy turn of events? As a Patriots fan, right now, I would have been annoyed with Antonio Brown and the Patriots. I get it, he is amazing, but with all the drama he has been causing, I cannot imagine Bill Belichick would give this guy a chance. On AB's podcast on March 26th, he said the Patriots had interest in training for him before he was sent to the Raiders. A little similar to OBJ. I can't imagine Belichick would give him a chance. Even as a Patriots fan, this is kind of a sad story. A guy goes from a beloved feel-good story to now really one of the most hated NFL players. I mean, it is true the Patriots steal their rivals, but rivals aside, it's kind of a sad story. Crooks tend to think Ben Roethlisberger or Mike Tomlin is to blame for Antonio Brown's attitude. Ben Roethlisberger probably does not have good leadership. He's also a controversial person that dates back years ago. Mike Tomlin isn't the best disciplinarian, reportedly. Cricks even think Judas Smith-Schuster's emergence played a factor in Navy going insane. Judas Smith-Schuster finished fifth in receiving yards in 2018, so people think that's what it is. Judas Smith-Schuster is turning into a fan favorite in the Steel City. He's having the time of his life, basically. Whereas AB is now hated in Pittsburgh. Not a coincidence. Whenever I surf the web a couple days ago, I noticed articles, titles, which, by the way, I don't read that say teams shouldn't be mad that they didn't trade for this jackass. They're not wrong. Maybe they shouldn't be mad that they didn't trade for him because who knows what was going to happen. At this point, no matter what happens to AB, he's probably never going to win a ring. It's a pretty sad story, all things considered. He goes from being a steal in the sixth round, the 195th overall pick. Like my beloved Tom Brady, went sixth on 199th pick from 2000. AB then finishes top five every year in receiving yards from 13 to 17. He finished 11th in 2018. To now being an emotional mess. Social media thinks that he has CTE from that perfect hit he had back in the 2015-16 playoffs. I don't know. It's possible, but you never know. If he does not have CTE, you kind of have to laugh that you can't contain yourself because, like, what is he doing? But if he really has CTE, then that's sad. Turns out Anthony Brown will return, even though his helmet proposal was rejected. It's a really confusing story. It's also the second year in a row that the Raiders traded for Steelers wide receiver. It was Martavis Bryant last year, and it flopped. It could be the same for Antonio Brown. That's it for today. Quite all to talk about. Bye, everyone. I'll be back for another podcast some other time.
Here's one actually. Yeah. Give me the king seven king again. That's what you deserve. Why not? Fuck it, I don't care. Bye everyone. Are you guys gonna go to the party? No.